It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast, Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company, Centratech. I'll explore how three 20-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Side Hustlers. I'm your host, Carla Marie from iHeartRadio. I host a morning show in Seattle on 106.1 KISS FM. It's called The Carla Marie and Anthony Show. I started Side Hustlers because I wanted to talk to people who were following a passion outside of their day job. And this podcast has really become my own side hustle. And I love hearing the stories of people who are passionate about what they do. And this week, I've got something cool for you. We're going to talk to Sarah Lemon. Sarah is the creator of Lemon PR, which is her very own PR company. Now, while it was a side hustle for her, the main reason I wanted her on this podcast is for you to understand the point of having a public relations person in your life, whether you have a business or if you want a business one day and just kind of break down these walls. We always hear about quote unquote PR people. Well, let's learn what they're doing and why we need them in our lives. For a lot of people, you know, why are you waiting? You know what you want to do. This is something you want to do. Get up your butt and do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. the Side Hustlers Podcast with Carla Marie. So today I am joined by a side hustler, but someone that we're also going to get a lot of information out of. So I've got Sarah Lemon here today. Sarah, thank you for coming in. Thank you. Appreciate you being here. So you are, you do PR. You are, what is your exact title? Do I say PR person? What do I say? Because I always feel like I'm not saying the right thing. No, you can say PR person. That's exactly what I am and what I do. 
So that's like someone calling me a radio person, though. Yeah. <laughs> so PR person works. Yeah. But you have your own agency. Yep. Did I say that right? Okay, good. You have your own agency. And we're going to get into all that. But I wanted you on this podcast because we talked to so many small business owners, so many entrepreneurs, so many people launching their businesses. And I know that PR is so great for so many of them, but they don't know where to even start. And people listening may be like, what is PR? Is that going to cost me money? How much? How does this work? And all of that. So I wanted you here today to kind of teach us what is PR? And we'll get into how you side hustled and all of that. But I guess kind of what is PR would be the best way to start this. Sure. So if you ask people what PR is, you're going to get a million different oh, answers yeah. and a million different answers from PR people. So the way I explain PR is it's basically just the public perception of you, your brand, your company. What do people think about you? What stories do they know about you? Is it true? Is it not true? And so you hire a PR person to help you build those stories. So a great example would be Kim from Fresh Tangerine. So we had Kim on the podcast a few weeks ago. You are actually Kim's PR person. You got me in touch with her and she talked a lot about you on the podcast and your PR group, by the way, it's Lemon PR. Yep. Lemon with two M's. Lemon with two M's. Your last name. <laughs> Love it. Kim told us about how you helped her tell her story. Yeah. And she also mentioned that the way she originally pitched her story to you, you sat down and told her, well, this is how you're coming across. Is this what you want? And yeah. she was like, that's not what I wanted. So yeah. now I know. And I never thought about it like that. So is that kind of like the initial step that you take with someone? Definitely. I think, you know, when you set out to do PR, you will see yourself or your company on TV or on the radio and it's kind of a mirror. And yeah. so you want to make sure that the mirror is exactly how you want it to be. So hiring someone like myself, the first step, I just sit down and I just talk to them. Like, what is your story? What kind of cool things are you working on? How are you different? Why should people care? Yes. And we dig into that. And then we build several different storylines. And I hate to sound like so like PR schmaltzy, but like mm -hmm. storylines are essential. They are it the gives people things, something to follow and totally. care about and yeah. feel an emotion towards. And if you feel an emotion towards a product, you're probably going to buy it. Totally. And I mean, those storylines, honestly, are oftentimes something like, what you would want to go home and like tell your husband about or tell your neighbor like, hey, this gal at Fresh Tangerine, Kim, she started in her apartment with like $50 yep. and a little bit of beads. And she owns two stores in Seattle now and she is killing it. People, I guess, a lot of times, even on this podcast, they're, they've never told their story before, mm -hmm. ever. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is kind of eye opening for them because they'll leave here and tell me after the podcast, I've never said my story out loud. And I'm like, Oh you gosh. have to, you yeah, have to, it's, yeah. you know, and it's almost like this, they're too humble. And I'm like, mm -hmm. nah, if you're going to have your own business, you need to be bragging about it in a great way. And totally. it's almost what PR does. Yep. PR brags for you. It does. So you reached out to me for Kim. What other kinds, and it doesn't just have to be for Kim. What other kind of things do you do for your clients? So I start with the storylines. Sometimes people will come to me and they will say, Hey, I've got this story. I don't want to go out there. Ooh, It can be. You know, something that is not not a great story that yeah. uh, maybe they want to focus on or maybe it's a oftentimes it's something that's that has been kind of mixed up in the media. Okay. And so making sure that we get the message out correctly on what that is and focusing. I mean, sometimes clients just want to like kind of hide from it. It's like you can't hide from it. Just tell it the right way. Yes. Yeah, so coaching them Clear through that. First, we start with the storylines and develop all of those different things. And then we figure out like who is your audience and who, and who are you focusing on now? Who should you be focusing on? So focusing on those things and also seeing like what's going to bring the most attention your way. So like with Kim, it was she does really good with all different forms of media, 
But TV is the stuff that brought her the most, mm -hmm. the quickest return. Well, you can see how can amazing see her products beautiful are. Beautiful is totally. Yeah. And honestly, it's it's hard with jewelry because there's so many different. It's a saturated market. Totally. Yep. Yeah. So it's so, your job then as a PR person to mm -hmm. show why Kim is better. And yep. Kim will have that leg up because she has you where other people don't. Right. And especially in an industry where you feel like maybe you are getting lost, PR is so important mm -hmm. because it tells your story for you. Yep. And you have someone, it just makes you, this is going to sound not the way I want it to, but it makes you seem so much cooler than you are. But that's not what I mean <laughs> when someone else reaches out for you. Mm -hmm. So if I reach out to someone, I'm like, hey, I want you on my podcast, opposed to if I had someone else do it, yeah. it makes it seem like, oh, she's got someone doing this for her. Yeah. This is real. Yeah. And it does make that difference. Do you feel like that's definitely what PR does? Definitely. And it's, it's interesting, though, because sometimes like I work with a group of farmers and sometimes when you reach out to media, they're like, well, how much money do they have? Like, what is their budget for this? Yeah. And it's like, you know, you can work with PR people from all different levels, but being strategic about that and making sure that you get your story to the right people is the most important thing. So, and that was the other thing that Kim talked about is once you have the story going, the next step is kind of the coaching. And so we just sat down for like an hour and a half and I was like, tell me your story. And then I do this thing called hard reporter questions. Hard reporter questions. Yeah. And okay. these are like, honestly, like these are the things that always just make me kind of itchy. You know, like these are the questions that you don't want reporters to ask you. You hope they won't, but you are prepared if they do. Yeah. Sometimes I watch things as someone who talks to people for mm -hmm. a living. I yeah. watch some interviews or whatever it may be. I'm like, why would you ask that? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> why would you do that yeah. to someone on live TV or whatever it may be? Or why would you print that? So stores. what is an example of a hard reporter question that you would prep someone for? Don't give um, us all your secrets. Yeah, I can't give you all my secrets. One of the hardest ones is just how are you different from your competitor? Because like you said, people are humble and they don't want to talk about it. Yeah, it's weird. Because uh, then it's almost like you're not yeah. only are you talking about yourself, but you're dissing someone else. Totally. And then you look like a bad guy. Yeah. And so like, again, with my coaching, I would say like, make sure you always answer in the positive. You never say like, unlike McDonald's, <laughs> I make amazing burgers because, <laughs> you know, you just say like, my burgers are made from a local farmer's cattle that have been raised and blah, right. blah, blah. You're you know, throwing digs, you're throwing, but, yeah. but they don't, it doesn't sound like that. But it's a positive dig. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. An example of maybe why you'd use a PR person in something that was definitely a negative message was I used to work with a school bus manufacturer. And the scary thing was when, you know, there would be like something on the news and it would show a bus on fire. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. They're like, oh my gosh, there's children on that bus. You know, that's where everyone oh, goes yeah. to. And so it was trying to control the message and say like, immediately there were no children on this bus that were on this bus. This bus was parked and the engine ignited or whatever, but making sure wow. that that message was out there before, because the first thing you're going to see is a school bus on fire and that logo for your client right in the front. Yes. So making sure that, that, Oh my gosh. I mean, still thinking about that. I, I get goosebumps, but you know, and, and thinking about all the different avenues for that. So it's social media. It's the local news station in like Tallahassee. I think it was at the time, which you know, contacting them and saying, just so you know, there were no children on this bus. This bus is equipped with right. X, X, and X. And if you have any questions, please let us know. Huh. You want that spokesperson to be able to respond quickly. Yeah. So if you work in any industry or if you own any company that could, you know, like, okay, Kim most likely isn't going to run into something like that with Fresh Tangerine. She right. may have something. But if you work in an industry where you could get put on blast for mm -hmm. something going wrong with your company... You are a great person for that. Right. And yeah. PR in general. And it's it's amazing how many bad things can happen very quickly. And if you get to them quickly and you're honest, 
with the media, I think that, that things can turn out well. But at that same point, like I'm not going to work with some of the companies that I don't think are very ethical, right? <laughs> because Genius. that's my name on the door, of you know. Course. And so it's it's easier to answer those questions where things could go south if you're working with a client you trust and love. I feel like PR and advertising get confused totally. a lot. Oh so, my gosh! Now, Kim. She doesn't have you advertise nope. for her. Yeah. You're not buying ads on radio or print right. or whatever it may be. That's not what you're doing. How right. is it different? Or explain the difference for people, I guess. I do PR. My sister does advertising. Mm. So like my sweet mother is always like, you guys are all in the same field. It's like, yeah, we mm. are in the same field. PR basically is is like a one-on-one touch point with the right uh, media member. Okay. So all I'm doing is I'm just pitching. Like when I pitched you, I'm just writing like a quick email to say like, hey, Carla Marie, you should have Kim from Fresh Tangerine in. And that's it. Like, I'm not charging you. You're not charging me. Right. It's just an exchange. Then you'll get on the show. Wait, what? I'm not being paid for having her on my podcast? Sorry. I mean, I will pay you in lattes. Someone did ask me that. They're like, how much does it cost to have someone on your podcast? I was like, well, never charged before. But if you're telling me I can. No. And that's honestly, that's that's a whole other conversation, which always makes me so mad is the people that do the sponsored or the posts that mm-hmm. are like sponsored and they don't declare that they are ads, yeah. but they come off as PR. So let me just define it okay. a little bit better because I realize I'm not answering your no, question. No, you're great. So PR is when you're not paying for something. You are purely telling the story of your client or yourself, mm-hmm. if you're doing that for yourself, to someone in the media. Advertising is when you do a strategic placement of time and date and place. You can say like, hey, November, people are going to be eating a lot of turkeys. I'm going to go and place this ad for probably, you know, a lot of money and get it exactly where I want it to be. Does or, that make sense? Yeah. Or you could reach out to local TV stations and be like, hey, we can show you how to, I don't even know what, Purdue, is Purdue a turkey company? I don't, a Butterball. Sure. Butterball. Butterball's <laughs> a great one. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Purdue might just only be chicken. Okay. I'm with Butterball and I can show you the six different ways to do your turkey this Thanksgiving. Put us on your your slot, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And that's free advertisement, really advertisement, but you're telling your story and you're showing your, your brand and your company. And that is, I feel like, did I just kind of explain PR? Did I You did. Okay. Look at you. Yay. Uh, Well, it's interesting though, because I also think that PR is changing so much. So like when I first started in PR, one of my jobs was every week to get my client on Extreme Makeover Home Edition. Okay. So talk about actually what that job was, because this wasn't when you had Lemon PR, correct? This wasn't your company. This is when you started in PR. This is when I started in PR. So I started as a journalist and then switched to PR when the newsroom started getting kind of downsized and it was rough. So I was really sad about leaving journalism, but I found a really good home in PR. And that first home, if you will, was working with an agency in Portland where my client was doing all different types of things for the home. And so every week, my job was to coordinate all of these things from my client onto one of the sets, one of the homes for Extreme Maker Over it's Home so Edition. Cool. It was awesome, but it was also like, I was the, the woman that was like telling like the roofing guy, like, you need to put my roof back on there because that is the one that that is part of the sponsorship. And it was, it was a sponsorship that was just PR. If you did that now, because that was like 12 years ago, right. if you did that now, it would be all ad. So if I have a a tile company mm-hmm. and, you know, the subway tiles, everyone's putting them in their kitchens yep. and their bathroom. And I have this tile company, however many years ago, right. I would come to you or you would represent my company yep. and you would make sure that my tile gets put on the HGTV show. Right. But now I'd have to pay for that, you're saying. Most likely. It depends How? on who you're working with. But I mean, I worked with a ton of HGTV type of shows and I'd fly out to shoots and all that. But it's... 
you're getting, you know, $50,000 worth of product. So they didn't charge you for that. And in agreement, then they would like use some of your message points and say like, this is a great roof because it will last you for 40 years. And isn't the green specs beautiful? You know, that kind of (laughs) stuff. But now that's, that's advertising. Wow. So it's like, uh, what is, it, what is the word? Placement? Product placement. It is exactly That's product is. placement. Which, like when you see American yeah. Idol and they have the Coca-Cola or mm-hmm. Pepsi cups. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really failing because I don't know what it is. Well, but, but I see it now and it's like, oh my gosh, my husband always nudges me when we're watching something. He's like, That's product placement. They paid for that. I'm like, I'm sure they did. Yeah. You know? It's so. crazy because we I mean, we make jokes about it in the studio we were doing the other day. We film in our studio a lot. I mean, we mm-hmm. film our whole show whole show and we're like we need mugs that say you, your ad could be here. Totally. And I mean, why not sell it? If we all have mugs in the studio and we're putting whatever we have out there already, why not be paid or why not get free mugs out of it or whatever it may be. But there is product placement everywhere now. Yeah. SNL does. It. Yeah. SNL skits, a lot of their skits when they do, when they're talking about a specific brand, that brand paid to be made fun of on SNL. Crazy. It's just crazy. But you're right. Like years ago, that would have been PR. Mm-hmm. And now so, it's paid. So it makes sense why people don't know what PR is yeah. because it shifts. It really does. And a lot of people, when they reach out to me for um, work, they say, oh yeah, I need some help with my social media. I'm not a social media expert. Like I started in some of that, but that has changed so much as well. I refer that business off to other people, but PR can play alongside social media, especially if you've you know established establish those storylines. If you know your messages mm-hmm. and you can use that again for your social media. And you can also do that for like some crisis communications, which is another thing that I help with. Going back to like if the story that goes out right. is not a positive one, how can we help to like mitigate that? So someone can come to you mm-hmm. and say, I want you to help tell my story, mm-hmm. but can they just work with you on maybe getting that story set up and then they don't have to work with you every month? Like, I don't know how that works. Is yeah. it like you're my PR person for a year or, hey, mm-hmm. I just want to work with you to tell my story so that I have this information on how to do this? Yeah, there's a variety of ways. So I work both on retainer or by project. Okay. So uh, the difference in that would be like if you have a person on retainer every month, I have an editorial calendar set up. So it's like, here's what we're going to do this month. Here's the marching orders for next month. Having someone to do that is great because if you get media that are reaching out to you, you can have a quick response. And you're also strategic in how you're reaching out. But if you want to do it by project, that's also a great way to do it. If you have a limited budget, if you have like a big announcement you want to do, but you're not sure really what else is going to be coming next. If you're a restaurant that's opening, I work with a lot of restaurants in town and do that kind of stuff. So, so people big and small can people work People big you. and small. All over. Yeah. That's amazing. I, Northwest and beyond. Yeah. it's It depends on what you need. I think the biggest thing, the reason you hire a PR person is because they know the media landscape. So like, And we don't. I mean, I'm in media and I don't even know the media landscape. Well, and it changes so much. But it's, it's like I, you wouldn't hire me for someone to do maybe something in like a small town in Iowa because I don't know right. the media in that community. That's fair. But I mean, I tend to focus on lifestyle and food because I love food. Who doesn't I mean, love yeah, food? Yeah, you picked the two greatest things. Yeah. So speaking of food, so when this airs, this event will have already happened. So I'm kind of glad it didn't. So I can ask you questions about it. Mm-hmm. You invited me to a dinner for mm-hmm. a restaurant here in mm-hmm. Seattle. I said, yes, I'm not even 100% sure what is happening. <laughs> so explain to me what this event is and then what your role is in that event and who are the people you reach out to. So I am doing a media dinner for Chiquetti. It's a restaurant here in Seattle that is turning 10 years old. Okay. And basically the whole reason you have these types of things is to bring people in to experience the food. It's really hard in Seattle because there's like a new restaurant opening. I'm not joking when I say like one or two a week. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, it's insane. And so if you have a restaurant, especially one as like amazing as Chiquetti, but it's been there for 10 years, 
making sure that people remember it and mm-hmm. come in is essential. And to be here for 10 years is huge. And like you're saying, or there could be people like me who have only lived here for three and a half years and I didn't even know it existed. Yeah. So yeah. this event will be people in media will be there. People in media. Smart. Um, so then we talk about it. Yes. <laughs> well, and it's it's so important because it's like I, you know, going back to my thing about influencers and all of that, it's mm-hmm. like you want the right people to be there. And so we have people that are food media. We have people that like yourself that are in broadcast. Getting a different mix of all those different types of people is really important. And one of the things I think that really, you know, whether you're doing PR by yourself or you're doing it with another person, make sure that they know who they're inviting and you ask them who they're inviting to this because you want the right people there. And there's like this new wave of like kind of these social media influencers that come in and they'll either charge you for a post, Mm -hmm. which is that's the way they're making their living. I do not want to badmouth anyone, but I don't do advertising. I do PR. So that's why I focus on the people that are there to help tell the story. I don't want to say I'm on both sides of it. Like my job is clearly radio. Yep. I, I yep. clearly That's get great. paid to do my job. That is my full-time job. I have been paid to do social media posts. And I have mm-hmm. mentioned that. But I'm never the person that's like, hey, I want to come to your event. Can you pay me to be there? Like, yeah. if you asked me, I, I wouldn't have said, can you pay me? If you said, hey, Carla Marie, can you, we're going to get people to come to an event because you're here. You are the sole purpose of being here and we want you to represent the brand. I'd be like, OK, you need to pay me. Yeah. But I would ne- like the fact that you're telling me people would be like, oh, well, I'll come to your restaurant anniversary or birthday if you pay me like that's crazy to me mm-hmm. and like what you're saying that's not what pr does that is right. not the point of pr right. you should be happy you're getting a free meal <laughs> yeah so. well and that's i mean that's the pr that i do there's other people that will do that pr and that's fine i mean there's if you have a place that needs a million people in there for like a like a grand opening or yeah. something like awesome fill it with influencers they're gonna take a ton of photos they're gonna just like fill it up yeah. i went to one of those a few weeks ago it was a madhouse it was a lot of fun but if you want like the kind of media dinner that I'm doing is the right types of people that are going to sit there, talk to the chefs, interview the bartender, talk about what makes this amazing place tick after 10 years of being in Seattle. Yeah, I mean, some of those people do like focus on social media, but they're not the social media influencers. That, makes, that makes, sense. makes sense. And I also feel like with things like this, like I may not turn around and go on the air next day and talk about that, that dinner. However... If there's ever a time to talk about a restaurant that's been in Seattle for a long time or, oh, you've got a group of people coming to town, I know exactly where to send you. And it's just totally. being in touch with the right people. Yeah. So I and I think that explaining that event actually probably helped a lot of people understand like what you can do mm-hmm. and you know the right people. Right. And luckily you reaching out to me, you and I have been able to connect and I'm like, how can we work together on more things? Because mm-hmm. my brain started going, can you help with this? I started asking him like, can you get me this? Can you make me do this? I did ask you all these questions and you were honest with me with like, you nothing you told me you couldn't help me, but you told me you can do this part on your own. Yeah, is what you told me, and yep. I, and I appreciate you not saying I'm going to take her money and totally. and try to do something yeah. I can. And that's great that you are honest. I mean, this company is your baby, mm-hmm. and thank you for that. I just wanted to yeah. thank you because oh, I appreciate yeah. that <laughs> you can do that, and I want people to know that you are credible and you're amazing, and they should be reaching out to you. But speaking of babies, you actually have real ones. <laughs> I do. Oh, my gosh. So I do want to talk about that. You, yeah. This is your business. You are mm-hmm. at home working on this business, but you have kids. Mm-hmm. What is that whole world like? It is a like a three-ring circus, I feel like. <laughs> I've got a one-and-a-half-year-old and a four-and-a-half-year-old. And it's good. I mean, I started Lemon PR because of them. I felt like I was working for an agency that I was helping them live their dreams, but not my own. And I wanted to live life on my terms and attract the kind of clients that I'm passionate about because I think that if you do that, you're going to 
if you just focus on the stuff you love to do, you're going to do great work. So I've been doing this now for four, almost four and a half years. But before that, you you had mentioned to me that in an email that you wanted to explain that side hustles mm-hmm. don't have to be, you. it can be something you love. Yep. And I want you to talk about that because I think when I read that, I was like, oh, like no one's really talked about this in a podcast. And I, mm-hmm. and I love that you did that. So kind of preach that knowledge for everyone. Well, I th- and I, yeah, I just think that, you know, side hustles, everyone kind of assumes that you've got like this huge, like 80 hour job. And then maybe you're doing the side hustle on the side. Side hustles can be whatever you want. They can be any category of work. They can be any time allotment that you have. Like I have a side hustle of Seattle Green Laker, this great little blog that I don't know. It's kind of like my third little baby. It's all talking about the Green Lake community. We set that out not thinking we'd have advertisers. We have occasional advertisers on it. Like I just did it because I missed journalism and I loved all of that. Lemon PR and what I've been able to do to work with the small businesses, to work with the family-owned businesses, to work with the farmers mm-hmm. and the people that are growing our food. It's been so fulfilling. And it's it's funny because it feels, I mean, this is my career is PR. Yeah. But after having two kids, you know, where you're just like your mornings start out with like, oh my gosh, let me Screaming. just get out of the house <laughs> and not be covered in blueberries. You know, like <laughs> you'll leave with like a big thing on your, on your shirt of like, who knows what from like, them and you're just like I love you but oh my god I just want to walk out the door and look like a respectable human you know (laughs) but yeah I think just you know being able to do what you love in a way that is on your own terms that you're proud of at the end of the day like that's the ultimate side hustle and I don't ever want to be a huge agency I just want to do this by myself because I can and I can scale up and scale down and also I think it's just really important like I I respect stay-at-home moms, but I would go crazy. And I want my kids to know that I worked my butt off for them, Yeah, too. We talked about this earlier this year. So May 2019, I did a whole month of moms who hustle. So moms who own their own businesses. It's not technically a side hustle, but it is to being a full-time mom. Mm-hmm. And Cheryl, who is the owner of Nordy Made, she actually got emotional on the podcast saying that being a stay-at-home mom, she kind of lost herself, lost mm-hmm. her identity. Yeah. And starting her own business helped her realize this is making her a better mom and she's showing her son how a strong woman should be and what mm-hmm. she's capable of. And it's teaching him mm-hmm. better things that like she's sitting home and working on her side hustle. And it, hearing you say the same thing, like you have respect for stay-at-home moms, that you know that's a hard thing to do. But you yourself couldn't do that because no. you do yeah. need an outlet and yeah. you do need to show your kids how strong you can be and show yeah. them a work ethic. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's so fun too. Like we were up in Skagit Valley, which is North of Seattle and driving through these farms. And I was pointing out to my daughter, I was like, this is a farmer that I work with and they have kids just like you. They're growing the food that we eat. And so now she's like in the grocery store and she's like, is this from your farm? Oh. You know, and like for her to appreciate that, like the work that I'm doing, but also like I want her to know the people that, that grow our food and have an appreciation for all of that. It's pretty That's cool. That's cute. So I'm sure she walks through the entire food store, though, going. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Grocery store. She's just as chatty as I am. So it's like, OK, let's talk about the apples and is the this pears. From and the, farmer? Is yeah. this one? What about this one? What about this apple? Not that one. What about this apple? No, nope, pineapples do not grow in Washington. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact. Yeah. We learned something in this podcast today. That, that's not the only thing we've learned, though, luckily. You've had a few side hustles kind of along the way. So yeah. You mentioned Seattle Green Laker, yep. which is your specific blog. blog. Yeah. Which I love that you're doing this. So yeah. it's great. And that is, is it SeattleGreenLaker.com? Yep. So people can yeah. check that out, Seattle or not, see the other stuff that Sarah's doing. You were 
started as a journalist in right. the media world. Yep. But you, why did you leave journalism? Well, I got laid off and I just, I saw the kind of the writing on the wall and it was really hard. Like my first job for a newspaper, I was doing that. And then my side hustle was PR because I was making like, oh my God, I can't even, it was and like less than $20,000 yeah, a year. That's yeah. how I started as well. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, how can I do this? I knew that I just, I, my, I love being around people and I love yep. hearing people's stories and all of that. And so that was, that was kind of an easy continuation to go into PR then. So yeah, I did that on the side. And then when I switched to PR, I really missed journalism. And so that's why I started Green Laker and kind of did that. When I first got laid off, I really wanted to do something. And so I, my mom taught me how to sew. So we made a hundred purses and then sold them. What? <laughs> I don't, I just, I'm one of those people. I'm antsy. I always yeah. have to be doing something. But that's crazy. So, Where did you sell them? Oh my gosh. We were like the ultimate, my mom made business cards and we sold them. She was a teacher. And so we'd go to like her elementary school and then we'd go to, to like the these kids. craft fairs. <laughs> yeah, really. So we'd sell to like the PTA moms, you know. That's genius. And uh, so it was really fun. It was like, it, you know, I like building things and making things. So it was fun to just sell those. Did you think that baking purses was going to be your next business at any point? Once I, I mean, fabric is expensive. <laughs> and then, you know, like for all of the infrastructure of it, honestly, like if I was like rolling in money, I would probably like try to figure out a like a studio space where people yeah. could come in and sew and I would oh. sew and I mean, let's do it. It'd be so much fun. Right. It yeah. would be awesome. Actually, you studio life. It, they've been on this podcast before. Um, there are these two women who own a studio in U district. You have to link up with them. Actually, yeah. they're incredible. And the space is used for things like that. October 22nd, there was a class, a charcuterie class with someone else who was on this podcast. And she taught people how to make charcuterie boards. Amazing. I've been there for a paint class. I've been there for uh, a leadership class. I mean, anything you could think of, they do it there. So I feel That's like so fun. this is right up your alley. Let's yeah. get the purses in there and start yeah, really. sewing them. <laughs> I think it would be cool. Okay. So in your free time, I, you, I'm assuming you've given yourself free time because you work for yourself. <laughs> What are you doing? Well, we live in Green Lake. And so our biggest things are either being on some sort of like watercraft. Like <laughs> we've got kayaks. We've got um, stand-up paddle boards. Uh, we have a boat share that we like to take out to like the San Juan Islands cool. when we can and all of that. I just, my happy place is on the water. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love the water. And like being there with the kids and my husband is just my favorite thing. And free time is obviously important mm -hmm. in being a mom and being a business owner. I know yeah. there's a lot of times I'm like, I don't have free time. Yeah. I don't do anything. And it's like, that is so terrible. It is no, not a great way to live. Well, I mean, the whole self-care thing, but it's so true. It's like, just, I need to get out of the house and like get together with some of my friends yeah. and just do, like, I always joke with my friend Jackie. I'm like, I just need, let's just go and sit at a coffee shop. We don't have to talk about anything. Just sit and be and no children are on us. Yep. And of course, we just end up talking for like an hour and a half. And but that's okay. It's great. Adult time. It's Adult time. I mean, those, those relationships are everything. Exactly. If someone wants to have you kind of represent them mm -hmm. and they obviously they can live wherever we talked about that. What are the beginning steps? Like if they reach out to you like, hey, Sarah, I own a shoe company mm -hmm. and I am I make them all myself or whatever it may be. And I want to see what it would be like working with you. Is mm -hmm. there a consult period for that? Yeah. How does that work? So basically what I always say is we get together, we'll do like an hour long conversation and they're vetting me, but I'm vetting them too. Okay. Because again, a lot of people don't understand what PR is. And if I don't feel like I can tell your story and get results for you, then I'll tell you right away and say, you know, maybe you want to do some social media ads or maybe you want to do this route or that route and I'll refer you on to someone else. PR is not for every single brand. So if you want to work with me, what I would do is, is that whole you know, hour long consult, tell them kind of some ideas of where we could go from mm -hmm. there. 
And then I'd write up a, a proposal oh, cool. and say like, here's some avenues we can go. Let me know if this sounds good to you. I always figure out like, do you want this for three months? Do you want this for six months? Okay. Is this like a year long thing? And, you know, in that proposal, it's basically like, I always like to repeat back what I've heard because if it's totally, I mean, it could be totally something totally different. Making sure that the potential client hears what I heard, which sometimes they get back to me and they're like, that's not, a, that's not what I thought that I needed until we talked about it. That's amazing. So that's, that's really good. But it will basically like, it will show them like the timing that's allotted, like this will be three months. Here's the media that, that I'd like to attract. Here's the audiences that we think we're going to attract. And here's the time. So like one of the things I think is really important with PR is that you don't get this huge wave right in the beginning of publicity because it's not going to do your brand. Wow, I didn't think about that. Yeah, you've got to do it. So like even with the Chiquetti Media Dinner, it's like we have people that are going to potentially be talking about it now. We have people that are potentially talking about it for like, you know, in the springtime. Okay. So it's all over the next year so that it's a continuous wave of coverage is not just a spike and then nothing. Wow. That's incredible. I didn't even realize that that was a way of thinking. It's important. Short-term media, long-term media. Those are all important things to ask your PR person about. So it won't hurt someone to just reach out to you. No, 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 no. And honestly, I give everyone an hour of my time. If you have questions for PR, if you're like, Hey, I don't know if PR will help me. Like I'm very upfront with my, my, like how much I charge. I'm happy to talk to anybody. What is the best way to get you? Is it your website? Is there, is there an email address? Yeah. Website's great. Um, or you can just email me at Sarah, S-A-R-A-H at lemon, like the fruit, but with two M's lemonpr.com. Your website is just lemonpr.com. Correct. Two M's, always two M's. Always though, two no M's. What. what are some other events or projects that you have worked on with businesses? I worked on a variety of things. Right now I'm working with a lot of restaurants and food. So nice. <laughs> which is really fun. Um, and it's to get those stories that make them unique. So like, for example, Chiquetti is doing a, um, they're using recipes from the 1800s. What? Yeah, they're cool pharmacy books. That is so cool. And I would have never known yeah. that if you didn't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you pick up Seattle Magazine okay, uh, see? this month, too, they so wrote about it. did you make it. that happen? Yes. Nice. Yeah. And um, I mean, that's super fulfilling to be able to feel like this guy that has been working there for like 15, maybe more years, he's studying. He's like a scientist. And he studies all of these recipes and he makes this... I want to say it's um, bark from the acacia tree, which is in northern Africa. I want to say, what? and it's amazing. And he he uses that in his old fashions, and uh, he says it smooths the edges more than sugar would. So okay. like, I'm so excited for this event. Now. Isn't this amazing? It just it's so fun to learn about the different things that people are doing and to try to get them the publicity that they that they deserve because they're doing amazing things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm excited to see like what other things you put together now because we've only recently connected, but yeah. this would probably be the closest relationship I've had with anyone in PR. I've worked with PR companies. My sister was in PR, Whoa. but it was big agencies, like you yeah. said, and it was just pushing products yeah. all the time. I still get it. Mm -hmm. And uh, we get emails. We laugh all the time. <laughs> You'll appreciate this. It's like, We've got this World War II vet who wrote a book about this one night <laughs> and it's a 300 page book. We would love to get him on your show. And I'm like, know your audience. Like totally. you're just yes. blasting oh this. and like, I can't take you seriously. Yeah. It's not personalized. And mm -hmm. I get that's their job. They're just e-blasting everyone. But you personally reaching out to me about yeah. him made a world of difference. That's if I great. knew that I was on just an email that everyone else yeah. got, like, why am I special? 
No, and that's honestly like when I email people, it's not a big form email. It's individualized ones because I had looked at your website. I had looked at all the things that you're doing. <laughs> it needs, it needs help. <laughs> and uh, no, it looks great. Can you do websites? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, but I, again, you hire a PR person because of their relationships. And if that PR person doesn't know, so like I didn't know you. Right. But I was like, wow, this would be a perfect fit. And actually, Kim's team was the one that had, had introduced me to you. They're like, oh, I love this gal. You've got to listen to her podcast. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. So. It's crazy. So I'm excited to see, though, the other people that you'll bring. Because you're going to be like the official guest booker of Side yeah. Hustlers now. Thank you, Sarah. I appreciate <laughs> yeah. that. That's how I'm going to get to work with you. <laughs> make you do all this for me. No, but thank you. Seriously, I appreciate you coming in. I know you've got two real babies and then two work babies, really. <laughs> so thank you for being here. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me in. Thank you for listening to Sarah's story. And again, feel free to reach out to her. She's an incredible resource. She's been amazing for me. The event she talked about, I went to it. I took my niece. It was unbelievable how we got to try all the food from Chiquetti and learn the story from the chef himself. What Sarah does is incredible. So it's lemonpr.com. That is lemon with two M's. And something I want you to check out that I'm doing it's really cool. So we had Adriana from Little Words Project as one of the very first guests on this podcast. Well, we finally teamed up and we are raising money for Seattle Children's Hospital. It is this amazing children's hospital here in Seattle where I live that my radio station has teamed up with. So Little Words Project has created a bracelet that's going to give back to Seattle Children's and the bracelet says you look great, which is something we always say to callers on our morning show, even though we can't see them because I can't see you right now and I know you look great. So support Seattle Children's Hospital. Buy the bracelet. Get it as a gift for someone in your life. You can check it out through my Instagram. It's the Carla Marie. Hit the link in my bio and you can find everything I've got going on right there. It's a really cool list of everything in my life. So it's the Carla Marie on Instagram. Any questions, you can reach out side hustlers podcast at gmail.com. Until next week, keep hustling. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company Centratech. I'll explore how three 20-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark 
more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.